We have kind of been on a pseudo-series activation, and uh, Isaac started it here about two weeks ago, and um, I don't remember. What did you actually title? I titled it, What's in Your Hand? Motion, that's right, Um, because you did all the Isaac Newton stuff that was way over my head, so that's why I just stuck with the title of What's in Your Hand? Uh, But activating what's in us and, and putting getting that going and understanding that there can be things like friction that slow us down, um, but, but getting into what has God called you to do and activating that inside of you. This last week, uh, Bob spoke on um, really activating Holy Spirit inside of each one of us and the helper and talked about that and, and how Jesus said, it is even going to be better for you that I go because when I go, the helper's going to come. Now, for, the, for it to truly be better, though, means we actually have to embrace the helper. So just because he went and the helper came doesn't just instantly change it in our lives. What changes it is that that gift is there, and each one of us say, I want to unwrap that gift. I want to open it. I want to embrace it. I want to live that gift uh, in my life. So... Uh, I'm going to read three, and so today we're going to talk about activation, peace through trust. Idea there is that we find, how many of you guys would like more peace in your life? That we find peace as we trust in God. That peace isn't just something that comes instantly. It's something, though, that is in response to our response to God. And the more we trust God, the more peace comes to us. Now, the bummer about that um, equation is that the scenarios that he wants us to trust in him, trust him in, aren't always the easiest. How many of you have ever had God ask you to trust him in something where you're like, seriously, like this, this is where I have to learn the principle of trust is in this situation. But he walks us through that and peace comes as we do it. And it's a peace that goes beyond the way we think. It goes beyond the social norms. It goes beyond uh, the way that we're naturally made because it comes from God. I'm going to pray real quick. Father, just ask that you would open up each one of our hearts to hear your words, not to hear my words, Lord, but Holy Spirit, that you would awaken us and that you would activate us each right where you want us to be activated. In that, um, God, this is not really just about us hearing one collective message. It's about us hearing from you. And it's about something being awakened in each one of us so that when we walk out these doors, uh, we represent you a little bit better, a little bit more than when we walked in these doors. Because we are continuing to grow as a disciple, a follower of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Uh, can I have the microphone? I need three, um, yeah, that one. Uh, We need three, Tamara's wondering why I needed two microphones. Just because I want to make sure you guys hear me. And just in case they turn one off, I'm going to keep the other one on. I need uh, three elementary or middle school volunteers that are going to help us read. Can I get three? Now, if you read last time, I'm going to ask you not to come up. There's one that's hiding her eyes, so I think that means she wants me to call on her. Yes, get up here. (laughs) I got one, two, 
Scanning, 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 three. Okay, gentlemen, I want you to know, if you don't notice already, you have been outnumbered. And these three lovely ladies have shown you up. All right, gals, who would like to go first? Okay, second, third. So we are gonna read this together. So first we're gonna read John 14, 26 through 27. It's in the New Living, because it typically has words that are a little easier for me to pronounce, so I thought it would make it a little easier for you guys as well. Will you read us through this? But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. As the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Awesome. So we give, we give her a hand. Way to go. Congratulations. Thanks for coming. You know, in this one, it's interesting. So he's saying, so this ties into what we went over last week, which is that the helper, the, the advocate, Holy Spirit is coming. And so the father is sending the advocate um, as Christ's representative. And it's a gift. But it says here, a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So what that means is in our own natural ability, in going and finding more education, in reading more books, in um, just going on a nature hike, all these things that we might want to do in our own workout, in our own eating habits, whatever it is, we can't strum this piece up because the peace isn't something that we can create here. It is a peace that only comes from the helper, from God. And so that is a peace that only comes from there. All right, let's go to the second one, Romans 15, 13. I pray to, that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Very lovely. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. So that we will be filled completely with joy and peace because of our trust in him. So that peace and that joy is going to come because of our what? Because of our what? Trust. Because of our what? Trust. It comes from our trust. So our trust in him. So many times we're sitting in a place of absolute doubt and absolute this is impossible. There's no way it's going to happen. But yet we're asking for the circumstances to change. And we're wondering why we still feel exactly the same. The peace, the joy comes as we step into trusting him more. And as we say, Lord, you are asking me to get out of the boat. All I see is water. I've never seen anyone walk on water. As far as I know, you always, always sink. They haven't invented floaties. I do not have a life jacket. I am just going down into the water, but you are calling me out into the water. So I will step into the water because I trust in you. And there is where the joy, there is where the peace comes. All right, you ready for the last one? 
Here we go, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thanks for distracting them while I realized that my mic became a tail. <laughs> all right, so in this one, uh, will you just give all three of them a hand? Here it says in the uh, third sentence, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. So again, it goes beyond our thinking. It goes beyond our understanding. Then we're going to experience God's peace. That goes beyond what we can understand. It goes beyond what we can whiteboard. It goes beyond what we can strategize. It goes beyond what we can dream. It goes beyond what we can calculate. It goes beyond everything that we can humanly do because it only comes from God. You guys following me on this? Okay, there we go. All right, so talking about activation, peace through trust. Now I'm trying to sit, because I'm thinking if I sit, I might remain calmer as I talk. Um, I don't know any, if any of you guys have ever listened to Bill Johnson talk, but when he does, he has this really slow cadence, and it's just like every word was thought about, and it just, and I'm exactly the opposite. I don't think about every word. Sometimes a word comes out, I'm like, what am I doing? Now I have to figure out where to go from there. So trying to figure out these tactics. So, so I'm trying to find peace in my own strength is what I'm doing by sitting. So I'm an absolute hypocrite. Okay. Uh, in the Bible, I see um, in the Old Testament, I'm going to say three main categories of things that God told the Israelites mainly early on, but I mean, even starting at the very beginning. Um, some of those had to do with just good advice. So cooking, how to cook. There was things that were health-based um, about making sure, based off of the types of meats or the different things they were eating, uh, to make sure that they understood how to cook things and prepare things so that everybody would stay healthy or what to do when someone got sick or just these different things were put in place because it was just good advice. How many of you have ever had someone give you good advice? And it just helped. And sometimes, yeah, just helps. That's, that's all we need to say. Um, also, repentance and redemption. There were some things based off of sacrifices and uh, different things like that that took place where we, were, we would bring an animal or we would bring a, a sacrifice or an offering that was for um, repenting for our sins in what we had done. And now, as we sang... And as we remembered today, Jesus paid it all. And that's why we remember the cracker. How many of you guys enjoyed a cracker instead of styrofoam? I know that really it's kind of petty to think that we need to remember Jesus' body in a way that we enjoy, but I don't know. There's just something about the cracker versus the styrofoam. But 
it was interesting, I kind of heard little ripples kind of go through as people realized they could actually pick a cracker. And man, it was crazy, because you didn't hear squeaking quite as much. You actually heard some crunches as Bill instructed us to take the cracker and eat together in remembrance. And uh, it was just, uh, I think that's one of the choruses echoing up in heaven with the angels as well. Um, but Jesus did pay, pay it all for us. The other one is trust. And there was trust to go, you know, uh, uh, God would tell, I mean, he told Adam and Eve, I want you to trust me. You can eat anything, anything except this one thing. He told Abraham, Abraham to just go. He just said, pack your things and go. Uh, so there was a, a going part of just, hey, I'm sending you out like this. Uh, there was many, many battles where God brought the, 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 the army down to very few or, or had them do something really crazy that didn't make battle sense. Um, you know, I don't know how many of you guys ever fought in the, on the playground. Anybody ever fought on the playground? If you are still playing on the playground, do not lift up your hand. You're going to get in trouble, so this isn't confession time. This is time for your parents to show you that they, too, were once a kid. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us ever won a playground battle by getting our friends and walking around the jungle gym seven times singing our favorite song. Right? <laughs> You probably never won dodgeball by saying, I know how we're going to win. They're playing with a team of 12. We're going to reduce down to a team of three. That's our plan. Let's do it. No, it, it, so it took trust for them to do that. Uh, another way of trusting is Sabbath. And that is a, t uh, uh, a principle of not working on the seventh day. Um, that one, we need rest. We think if we can achieve more and strive more that everything works out better, but we need rest. We need to be able to take a break. It goes against our thinking. Our thinking is, no, I'm going to keep working, then I'll finally get ahead and things will work out. Anybody here ever like, if I could just get one raise, then my budget will be satisfied and everything will work out. Somehow you get the raise and within like two weeks, you don't know how, but now your budget just went up and the money disappeared. And you're like, how did I ever live on less? Because like the money's already gone. Doesn't have much to do with it. But the other one is tithing. There's our tie-in with money. Um, tithing is a principle of giving to God, but it's acknowledging that what we have is God's. And what has been given to us is from God. And again, it doesn't make sense. Because why would it be that he's going to take care of me as I give away? I should really be keeping. So there we go. That's the introduction. Um, today, we're going to focus on trust. We're going to focus on peace through trust. And we're going to focus on the element of tithing. Oh, yeah, you heard me. Money. M-O-N-E-Y. I used to watch a show. I'm not going to say what show it was. But it started out, money, 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 money. So it was a cool show. All right, before we do, <clears throat> I want to ask some questions just to bring us all on the same page. One. And I need 100% class participation because that's the only way I got through school was class participation. Uh, so I need you guys to connect with me on this level. Homework and tests did not get me through. Class participation did. Uh, not with flying colors, but it did get me through. All right. Who here knows what money is? 
Good. All on the same page. Um, who here has ever been excited when you were given money? Good. Look at this. Whoever thought money would unify us? Who here, be honest, has ever dreamed of having more money? Okay. Um, who here has ever stressed out about not having enough money? Okay. Now, uh oh, now we're going to get personal and you're going to think you're going to get judged. But hey, guys, we're a family. We're not going to get judged. But I'm going to ask you, you got to go one way or the other. Now, this is one of those things where it's either or. And so you can't just not raise your hand. So who here? Who? This is sketchy. I don't know if I've ever had a church actually admit to this. I got to stand up for this because I'm so nervous. <laughs> who here would say that you believe tithing is an Old Testament principle that isn't relevant in the New Testament in that way. Come on! I know you're out there. You email me about it. You say it all the time in private. That doesn't mean you don't want to give. That doesn't mean you don't bring offerings. It just means that the way you interpret Scripture. Bill, close your eyes. Bill's not going to be looking around. Anybody want to say that you... Okay, who here, well then, the, who here believes it's a New Testament thing? Yeah, that, it took all the fun out of it. Everyone with their hands down believes it's Old Testament. Okay. Um, all right, I want to go on record. I do not believe that just because you give, this is my personal belief, I do not believe that just because you give $100, so that means that the next day God is going to miraculously give you $100 back. Nor do I believe that'll be seven times that and you'll get $700 back. When, when we give and it's saying that it's going to be given back to us, all the things pressed down, shooken together, overflowing, all those elements, I don't believe that for me and in my life, I don't see that just taking place by cash. I believe it happens through peace. I believe it happens through joy. I believe it happens through other forms of other types of gifts. I believe it happens in favor, in, in all sorts of other ways. So we should not give like as an investment. Like, okay, the bank's offering me 3% interest. Jesus is offering me seven or seven times. What's that? 700%. So I'm going to give 100 because I can't make my car payment this month. But if I give 100, I'll get 700 back miraculously this week. And then I can pay my car payment. That is not how the giving works. Okay? So I don't believe that. Also, I don't believe that the best road to financial freedom in getting rich, get, getting rich is to give away your money. There are a lot of very, very stingy, rich people. Okay? So it does not mean that that is the only way. But again, because we don't give because of what's coming back financially to us, and we don't give because, all right, I want to be a millionaire, and the best way to become a millionaire is to just give away my money. It's not about, because that's the way our brain wants to work. But remember what we read, it goes beyond those things inside of us. It goes beyond our thinking. Here's what I do believe. The best way to find and live in peace, the peace of God, is to learn to trust God. I do believe that. And I believe throughout scripture and throughout our lives, in the past, in the current, and in the future, 
We can't just say we trust someone, but not share with them. We can't say we trust God and not step out and actually follow him. I can't sit in the boat and say, I trust you. That yeah, I, but no, I'm, I'm, I have an allergic reaction to water. And so I just don't want to get out and stand on the water. I forgot my aqua socks. Anybody here ever wear aqua socks in the mid 90s? <laughs> Most uncomfortable th- I mean, things. And if you got sand caught in them, then it's just floating in there and graveling. And then the band around the ankle, it was just terrible. But remind me then after aqua socks, I got a pair of Nike Air sandals, which I was thinking, who's going to play basketball or run a track meet in sandals? But it was just cool that they had a little air underneath the heel and uh, just made you feel cool to spend $500 on a pair of sandals. So we trust God and we step out and trust God. Psalms 23, one through four, the Lord is my shepherd. I have, now this is read a whole bunch at funerals. Anybody ever been to a funeral where they read Psalms 23? Um, I get asked to do a lot of funerals and I'll be like, okay, you know, is there an angle you want me to take or something you'd like me to share? And they're like, would you read Psalms 23? Encourage us with that. I'm like, okay, what part do you want me to encourage you with, you know, about that? And uh, for some reason it becomes the funeral chapter. Here it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Remember, it's for his glory. It is all for his glory. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Even when I walk through the darkest valley. How many of you have ever walked through a dark valley before? Where it just seemed like everything was closing in. It seemed like you were all alone in the dark forest from every fairy tale you have ever read. And you didn't know, is anyone actually going to come rescue you? And what's going to take place? But even though, so here it said that he's with us, he's our shepherd, we're in green pastures, sounds amazing, sounds romantic, sounds relaxing, sounds wonderful and peaceful. But even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. That goes beyond the way our minds are designed to think. It goes beyond, because it's not about it making sense up here. It's about following Jesus, the kingdom of God. So we, we got to look at whose kingdom are we building? Are we building our own or are we building God's kingdom? John 18, 36, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Is my kingdom of this world? Am I trying to build my castle? Am I trying to build up my armies? Am I trying to build up my resources? Now, I'm not saying let's make foolish decisions, but there's a difference from me being a good steward with what I have versus me building up my own kingdom because I find safety in my kingdom. The larger the wall is around my castle, well, then that means no crime's going to come. Here two weeks ago, or last week, I think it was last week, I was emceeing and I um, 
just thought I, for some reason, would encourage everybody that, you know, maybe you feel like your car got broken into and you lost something, you felt kind of violated by that and shared that. Sunday night, my son is playing flag football and his car actually gets stolen. And uh, neat little announcement, just thought I'd share. But we found it. Two guys, believe it or not, two fellas, Jeremiah Stricker and Sam Graneman. Yes. On Monday, they were about the Lord's business on dirt bikes out in Tillamook and on their way home, had nature called and they had to use the restroom. So they pulled off in an area of town called Delta Park. And uh, as they got back on the freeway, side note, if your car ever gets stolen, there is an op- a chance, slight chance, that it will be at Delta Park. But, yeah, 90% chance, possibly. From another fellow person whose car was stolen here in the last couple weeks. Um, and Sam looks over and is like, I think that's Aiden's truck. But anyway, so we got back. Missing a couple things. But we did gain, I think, five or six mufflers that they left in the back of the truck for us. So, but no Cadillac converters, just the mufflers themselves. So if you lost your Cadillac converter, as we did on another car that we had, uh, I, no luck. But I do have just standard metal piping if you need any for your vehicle. All right, we're building God's kingdom. All right, in this, to build God's kingdom, we got to realize and embrace that everything we have is from and for, from and for him. That's building God's kingdom. Is that the, what I have, the resources, the, the, uh, the, the way my mind works, the, the, all of our abilities are from him. I can't take ownership for him. Man, there are so many things when I go back in my life, I cannot take any credit or any ownership for it. There are so many things that God has kept me from, that he protected me from, that the only way I can describe it is I was in a Holy Spirit bubble that just protected me in car wrecks and just insane things that took place. And also where God opened up doors that I never could have opened up myself. I like to think I'm good looking and really smart and eloquent, but I'm not. He opens up those doors. He makes it happen. What I have is from him. But not only is it from him so I can say thank you for the gift. I appreciate it. Thank you for giving this to me. It's for him. And it's for his kingdom. It's for his glory. I'm going to be 44 here in a month. To some of you, that seems really old. I understand. To others of you, you think I'm a kid. I don't quite understand that one, but whatever. Whatever floats your boat. What I do know in almost being 44 is, dear God, it's happening so fast. And I'm still trying to get established. And I'm wondering, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Am I actually going to be established by the time I'm supposed to be? I'm still living in my childhood. Whoever had coveralls like this and the matching hat and walked around like you were the conductor of a train. Anybody? Be honest. I did all the time. And I'm doing it today. Okay. So we realize and embrace that everything we have is from him and for him. 
believing that our time on this earth is short. It's short. It's a moment. That doesn't mean we don't count. But it means for a moment we're here to glorify him and to move his kingdom forward. It means for a moment we get to be partakers. For a moment we get to be on the team and make a difference. But if we remember that it's only for a moment, sometimes it can be silly to build our own kingdom because it's only for a moment. We all know people who were and are no longer. And you look back on their life and sometimes you can wonder what difference did it make? They could have had a lot of money. They could have accomplished a lot of really big things. I also know a lot of people that didn't have much at all, but they gave it all for God. And I am shocked that people still talk about those people's names, not for how great they were, but for the example they were and how it still challenges. It's still living on today, years and years after their death, not because of what they accomplished and built, not because what they surrounded themselves with, but because who they were fixated on and because whose kingdom they were building. And even though they no longer live and breathe and walk on the earth, in a way, they're still building the kingdom. Their life, their example, their legacy is still moving things forward. Matthew 6.10, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6.33, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Again, all means all, all else, that that should be what we're seeking. Above everything else in our life, we're seeking the kingdom of God and live righteously, and he will give you everything, 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 everything you need. Does not actually say everything you want. We've got to be able to tell the difference there. I once preached a message that I got everything that I... I don't even remember the name of it. Oh, never... Anyways, I didn't get anything that I asked for, but everything I hoped for. Put up a picture about how I was praying for a Chevy Suburban, and I ended up with a Kia Soul. <laughs> how we had the opportunity to buy this house on really nice acreage. And we live on a postage stamp with one partial bathroom um, in a tiny area. Uh, put up a picture of a really good-looking muscular firefighter. And uh, that's who I was going to become. And um, I'm clearly not any of those things. But how many times we don't get what we are asking for and what we want. But God always gives us what we need. He always provides for us. Tamar has stories, she shared them before, of even in her childhood where they had no money. It's like one of those uh, um, orphanages in a, in a third world country where they run out of money and they pray. And then all of a sudden, someone just shows up at their doorstep with a box of food. God always brings. We could say, well, but we had lack. Yeah, but who showed up? He came through. He covers us. So we need to seek first 
the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. I'm going to skip the video. Uh, we were going to play a video, but little hook. On Wednesdays, we send out this, the message recap. And uh, so make sure if you're not getting those notifications, FYI, that means you're not on the realm or your notifications aren't the way they're supposed to be. So you can also swing by the info booth after you sign up to get baptized and confess that you've never signed up for the realm or your notifications have been turned off. And you want to make sure you get the video, but it's a good video on generosity and us partnering with God in this. One of the lines in it is when you're hosted by someone that generous, being God, being a party where there's plenty of food, there's plenty of things out there. When you're hosted by someone that generous, you don't have to worry about all these other things. You can walk around in peace and take part in the blessings. That each one of us is called to keep the party going and spread his goodness. We've all been called. That's what we're trying to do. We want to activate ourselves. That we don't just believe in the calling. We don't just believe some are called. But we say, I am called. How about, how about we just practice it a little bit? Pretend there's a mirror in front of you and say, I am called. Come on, own it. I am called. We, we own the calling that he has called each and every single one of us. And he's inviting us to live a different story, one built on trust in God's goodness and his love. So do that. We step out. We step away from our own thinking. So again, in John 14, it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. The world cannot give it. That means it doesn't make sense in the way that the world lines things up. When I say world, I'm not talking about the evil people, the darkness. I'm just saying in the way each one of us, our brains operate, it can't give it. So what does this have to do with money? I, I don't know. You can pick and choose. I believe, personally, I believe that tithing goes from the Old Testament to the New Testament. I believe that there are things in the Old Testament that had to do with me coming and saying, I have sinned, here's, here's this lamb, here's this ox, here's, this, here's what I'm bringing because I have messed up. That I no longer have to do because Jesus paid it all as we sing today. It covers it. All I have to do is receive that gift and put my faith and my trust in him. But I also believe that there was other commandments that were just downright good advice, wisdom. Here's one. Don't murder. <laughs> Don't steal. Love the Lord your God with all that you are. I also believe that there were some that were based to challenge the trust in us. Who here's ever done a trust fall? Don't worry, I'm not going to invite you up here to do it. We don't have time. I would love to. You've done a rope course, so you've done something with a group of people. The idea is you're having to say, yeah, I trust these coworkers of mine. They're all standing here. And so I come to the edge of the stage, and I just let go and fall back. It sounds cool once I hit there, but there is a moment from here, and it really gets really strong, that, that, that pressure right about here. 
And it takes a little bit, even after I've hit their arms, to actually realize, oh, yeah, they are trustworthy. Because the fear is still going through my head. And I mean, I'm telling you, here, it is crazy. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and keep playing. That was good. <clears throat> just in case that's what they're supposed to do. If I didn't notice they were here, just give it one pluck. <clears throat> It's like a trust fall to me spiritually, keeping the Sabbath, taking time where you stop trying to achieve and you stop, we stop trying to strum things up on our own and we trust. It's a trust fall. To me, the principle of tithing is a trust fall. Now, I am not trying to, just as much as you have to trust God, we as a church have to trust God. It is, I am not giving you this message because our financial situation is tanking and the elders said, you better get up there and try to rally the troops to, to really start giving. You guys are a very generous church. To me, this isn't about, can, you know, can we, you know, our budget's here. Can we get it here in the next six months? We have to trust God as our provider here just as much as you have to trust God as your provider in your home. And we'll be honest with you. If it ever gets to where we're, we're having issues, we're going to have to do layoffs or we can't do ministry because of that, we'll talk about it. We'll have the open conversation. This isn't about that. It's about activating the trust inside of us so that we can all experience the peace and the joy that comes when we do that. But again, to activate the trust means it can't just be a thought. It has to be an action. And what I see in scripture is that where Jesus calls us to trust him are in ways that don't make sense to us. It wouldn't be trust if it did. If it truly was put $100 in the basket and you get $700 back, is that trust? No, that's, you'd be silly to not do that. But for us to get into the trust exercise... Maybe right now you give 1%. Also, I believe tithe means a tenth. But we don't give out of law. We give out of thankfulness, like we sang. Lord, I thank you for what I have. I thank you for what you've given me, and I want to give back to you. Not so I get money back, but because I want to be part of building your kingdom. I want to be part of what you're doing. God, I want to step out and I want to experience your miraculous love and peace in my life. And I know it's going to come as I step out. So wherever you are, maybe it's just a challenge of going one more percent. I'm not going to tell you what it is because that's between you and God. If I tell you what it is, then you're just, it's not coming out of your heart. But I do believe for us as a church, for us to be people that allow the trust of God to be activated in us so that we can all experience the peace of God. And this is just one way I believe we can do that is to say it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to go to WSU and take Business 101, and the first class they're going to do is you want to get rich, you want to experience peace, tithe. <laughs> That's not going to happen. 
but I want to trust in who God is. I want to trust in what he's doing in my life.